It's This Week in Bourbon, delivering the news for all of you bourbon bunnies. And here's your headline for February 24th, 2023. Tourism at distilleries is now bigger than ever. Old Forester launches its inaugural Sleep Easy, and Michter's will begin releasing its 10-year Kentucky Straight Bourbon. But before we get started, here's a quick word from our partners. Do you ever pour yourself a bourbon, swirl it around, and then start struggling to come up with tasting notes? And perhaps you're also looking for a good Father's Day gift idea. Well, you can now solve both with a kit from Nose Your Bourbon. And unlike other nosing kits on the market, Nose Your Bourbon kits feature real ingredients for the most authentic aromas. You can smell real Tahitian vanilla bean instead of some synthetic aroma that's just made from chemicals. So head on over to NoseYourBourbon.com and enter code BP10 for 10% off your order. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky, and you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. And they're off for another Gift 270 2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or thebourbonconcierge.com and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. Hey, all you bourbon bunnies out there. It's this week in bourbon coming at you. Brian, did you see the, the bourbon bunny thing this week? No. What is that? Yeah, it's it's not like a Playboy thing, is it? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I guess you could take it that way. No, there was, it's this social media craze. I, I think I've seen it in at least 30 different Facebook groups. There was a liquor store. I don't even know where it originated anymore because it's been posted so many times. And it said, a notice to all you bourbon bunnies. And then it explained what a bourbon bunny was, was all the people that come in and just try to ask for allocated items and don't buy anything else and then bounce to the next door. Oh, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. I, I, yeah, I like thought that. it was pretty genius. I also saw someone had a like old potato on a shelf or something. <laughs> the sprouts <laughs> coming out. It said tater, $5,000 or something. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I mean, at some point, 
I mean, it's it's gotta be frustrating. I know we talked to some liquor store owners, but that's gotta be probably the most frustrating thing about this business is that all you want to do is you want to make a sale. You want people to come in. You want to get what they want. You want to make a customer happy, but you've got a bunch of jackasses like us that come in and go, no, Russell Reserve 13. All right, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah. See you later. <laughs> it's like Guthrie was already an angry person, but after like this bourbon craze, he's just like constantly pissed because everybody's just coming in. Got any Pappy Blanton's? He's like, yeah, for this price. And he's like, <laughs> He's not like he's a troll that needs to go back in his cave or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, Be 50 foam, no Pappy for you. I mean, it would, it would probably annoy me too if every, you know, 20 minutes somebody's coming in. Can I help you find anything? Yeah, you got any Blanton's or <laughs> got any uh, Russell's? <laughs> got this, that, yeah. Uh, I, I do want to give it's, it's funny you say that I remember I watched a, it was a reel or something on Instagram with Jackie Zykin and she was out in Colorado and I think it was, she was just having a girl's trip and she was posting it somebody was just filming her and she was sitting there checking out the counter and she was just checking out with I think there was wine maybe some seltzers maybe a, I don't even know if there was a bottle of bourbon and then she goes and and I, I don't even think it was staged she sat there and looked at the cash register person she goes got any Blanton's? And then she looked at it and she was just like, gave this kind of like, I don't know, I guess I might as well ask. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I thought it was great that I saw Jackie do that. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, this is going to be kind of light on news this week. So let's, let's give a little bit of a recap of what we've got going on too for you all to, to make sure. So Ryan, you're going to be somewhere next week. I'm going to be somewhere next week. So Feel like we're somewhere every week these days. Yeah, we're trying, yeah. trying to make the big moves, man. Yeah, on the grind, hustling. Uh, so next week, Friday the third, March third, I believe that's right. Yes, March third, I will be in Franklin, Tennessee, at Saint Goose. Saint Goose is this really cool boutique wine and spirit shop there in Franklin. It's right next to the Harpeth Hotel. I thought you were going to say that Goose from Jack Daniels was now being yeah. appointed as a saint come sit on goose's lap at saint goose <laughs> <laughs> it'll be the best experience of your life <laughs> but uh no it's just me <laughs> playing over <laughs> ryan cecil um pouring some new bourbon you know oh, there you go well, but, don't sound uh, too excited about it i hope it's a good it as good a good, showing that you had at chattanooga it will be a good time i'm bringing you know the bourbon and rye, but I'm also bringing the Oak Collection, which was not released in Tennessee, but I'm going to bring it to for people to try because we'll be bottling some more here in April and uh, want people to get excited about it and try it down there in uh, the Nashville area. So if you're in Nashville, you don't have anything to do next Friday the 3rd. No, you don't have anything to do. Clear your calendars and come see Ryan. That's true. Clear your calendar for, for Ryan and come see me. We'll be handing out whiskey talking sharing our stories and i think it'll be a good time uh so we'll see it next friday franklin four to four to six i think it is yeah four to six right on and i will also yeah you're going to the the big archway yes yes I, i've i've now purchased my two tickets so whoever's the first one that says they want to hold hands with me riding up the elevator it's on just it's just got to go ahead send me a message no, actually we did i didn't do that but on the 28th on Tuesday, I'm going to be at Lit Cigar Lounge over in St. Louis. So go and check that out from 5.30 to 7.30. And then on Wednesday, March 1st, I am going to be at Dogwood, 
Wine and Spirits also in St. Louis. So make sure you come out. Love to be able to see you, support, everything like that. Always love meeting people that listen to the show. And of course, the people that love our whiskey and what we're doing. We can't do this without you. So make sure you come and get yourself a bottle. I think it's pretty damn good. Yeah, it's not bad. We drink it all the time. <laughs> it's, not <bad. laughs> it's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. No plugs for us. So yeah, yeah. get on to right. the, the real bourbon news. So let's get into some of the bourbon news. So the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States, otherwise known as Discus, they have now welcomed the introduction of House Bill 2200 by Representative Justin Holland, calling the bill a common sense reform that will modernize Texas laws. To provide fair treatment of spirits-based RTD cocktails, because this is what we do best. Not only is it just this week in bourbon, it's also this week in RTDs. So this Every is, week. yeah, this is kind of going, I, I think it was California we talked about last week, and now it's going to Texas. So it's the same kind of thing. So despite many of these RTD products having the same or lower ABV than their beer and wine-based counterparts, they are prohibited from being sold in grocery and convenience stores alongside those products. Providing equal access to spirit-based RTDs will help protect consumer choice and increase convenience across Texas. A recent survey showed that consumers support greater access to these products, including in grocery and convenience stores, with an 86% agreeing that spirits-based RTDs should be sold where beer and wine are available for purchase. The distilled spirits industry is a significant driver of the economic activity in Texas, contributing to the vibrancy of the manufacturing, hospitality, tourism, and agriculture. There's currently 92,000 jobs in the state, depending on the spirits industry, generating more than $9.6 billion in state, and greater access will also allow the industry to contribute even more. Dang, there's a lot you there. sound like one of those commercial readers at the end when they're yeah. like, <laughs> like doing uh, all the, the <laughs> things you can die from that they don't want you to hear about. <laughs> 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 Policies do not apply. Make sure you <laughs> check yeah. out before March 1st. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just was just blot there at the end. And I, I, I don't think it was in this one. I could have sworn I read something that said it, it was some of the it was the beer distributors and the beer producers that were really adamantly against this well yeah <laughs> yeah because nobody drinks beer anymore they all drink high noons and <laughs> and white claws and well, so they don't white want claws white claws are okay because that's con- that's, that's true that's, that's it's technically it's a malt based yeah. yeah but uh yeah the i mean if i go to a store and i'm like uh guess i have beer or white claw i'm gonna probably pick beer because i don't like white but if there's beer in a high noon i'm like oh high noons or if there's a bourbon rtd or something but um i mean there's got to be a limit on the abv though right or no i don't i mean i would imagine in some sort of law that they're going to do that but i also think that some of those are like nine ten percent you know well, so are beers. You know, the beers that I have, they're like 12, 15 percent. Well, well, I got some that yeah. are almost 20. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, this is shenanigans. I <laughs> think <laughs> about that. I forget. Yeah. I don't buy those crazy beer stouts. So <laughs> that's I'm a bad study for this demographic. This, this whole. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is shenanigans. Yeah, they should be able to sell whatever the hell they want in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember reading something that said that. Oh, if you do this, then that's going to open up. Uh, I think there was part of it that said, because I guess in Texas, I don't know, there was something that said, if you're, you, if you're 18 and you work in a convenience store, you can legally sell a beer or something like that. But it's like, oh, but you can't touch the spirits. And it's like, oh, this is contribute to more underage drinking and blah, 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 blah. And it's just a bunch of scare tactics. 
it, it always comes back to underage drinking and it's like you know when they say that they just don't have a better excuse that's probably true yeah it's, it's, it's like the, it's the, the people who underage drink are gonna get it from their cousins and uncles and I don't know. I should shut up, but I mean, it's I'm pretty sure that's how we all got our start. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've, I've told you, I think I've said the story before about the first time that I got caught stealing liquor from my dad's bar. Never, did you ever tell you that story? No. Oh, okay. So I share, could have a light news week. I'm sure yeah, it's a light news really week, want so to hear this. Let's, let's, let's go talk. Let's sit down on the couch and talk about my past here. So it was actually, I'm not going to say the age I was, but the reason I got caught was my dad, my dad was, he was over under there. 10. <laughs> <laughs> it was over. It was over. Okay. <laughs> and so there, my dad was never really a, a big drinker growing up. Of course we had a bar and we had all the bottles in the bar and stuff like that, but he was never, it, not to the extent that we are where we have a drink every single night or something like that. It, it just never really was in his DNA. Maybe he had a beer every once in a while, but liquor was never really there. And so we had all this liquor in the basement and, of course, I did what any dumb teenager would do. I would go and take a little bit out of every single one and put it in a water bottle, right? You know, you're talking just like a little bit of whiskey, a little bit of rum, a little bit of your blue curacao, a little bit of just... So you're making just, LITs. Oh, I mean, I don't even, it, was a, it was a terrible suicide of liquor. And it, of course, it got to the point where, well, he's going to notice. I got to start, start taking care of this. And what any dumb teenager does is you go and you fill it up with a little bit of water. And that's how I got caught because he actually went down and made a drink one time. He's like, this seems really light. <laughs> and so he started looking at all the bottles and of course they're all uh, watered down and stuff like that. And, you, and you he told always, him, no, it's because your cork went bad or your <laughs> yeah, oxygen got it's, in. It's cork taint, dad. Yeah. It you flopped. don't know about oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's the oxidation here. But he always told me, he goes, you're such an idiot. He goes, if you just would have taken the full bottle, I would never even known. <laughs> so... <laughs> There we go. Little wise, wise words of my history there. So you're telling people just take the whole bottle. Just take the whole bottle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Next topic. Let's talk about visitation and how the tourism is just growing everywhere because about 15 million visitors make trips to distillery in the U.S. and Europe annually. And this is according to the experiential marketing software company, AnyRoad. And quote what they said is and what we see is that this is expanding every year and this is andy road andy roads i see i think andy road any any road co-founder jonathan yaffe this is during a presentation at the recent american craft spirits association annual conference the kentucky bourbon trail saw just over 2 million visitors in 2022 for the first time which is a 38 percent increase over 2019 according to the kda any road sorted distillery visitors into three different buckets. Those who traveled less than 100 miles, those who traveled 100 to 400 miles, and those who traveled 400 plus miles. In 2019, 48% traveled less than 100 miles to, att- to attend a distillery experience, while 26% traveled 100 to 400 and 26% traveled more than 400. And out of those out-of-town guests, they're more likely to spend than local visitors. Any road estimates that out-of-town guests are spending around 10% more per visit. And according to the KDA, more than 70% of the visitors of the Kentucky Bourbon Trail are from out of state. Moreover, nearly half of household incomes are over $100,000. Bourbon Trail visitors also skew younger and spend between $400 and $1,200 per trip. And according to AnyRoad's aggregated data, 
21 to 30 year olds and 31 to 40 year olds are the two age cohorts that visit that sorry that visit distillery brands homes most frequently and 21 to 30 year olds they said they quote tend to care more about affordability and the value from the experience meanwhile the 31 to 40 year olds tend to care more about learning the history behind the brand and how drinks are made not to mention the latter group is also 10% more likely to make repeat vis- repeat visits Perhaps not surprisingly, Fridays and Saturdays are the most popular days, while Thursday is the least popular day. Also, April and May are the really booming times in most parts of the world. So, what about Wednesdays? <laughs> That's what most I of them are open Wednesdays. And yeah, Sunday. and some are even open Mondays and Tuesdays and Sundays. That's uh, true. Yeah, I mean, yes, it makes sense that Fridays and Saturdays would be the most popular. I would say Thursday would probably be the third popular because that's technically pre-weekend. So, yeah, there's also pre-pre-weekend, which is Wednesday. But I would imagine that's, that's, that would be the pecking order, if I had to guess. Yeah, well, every day is a Saturday for you, Kenny, you know, <laughs> in the tech world. Okay. I wish. Yeah. I but, wish, uh, I'm not surprised at these statistics. You do, you know, I've, you know, just the, when I go downtown on Main Street and I just, I mean, I see like just waves of like young Young kids, just not kids. I guess they're adults, but young adults walking. You say that because you're almost forty. You're like, oh, these young whippersnappers out here. Get out of my street! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you see them just, you know, like ten of them at a time, just hopping from, you know, distillery to distillery, liquor store, liquor store, bar to bar. It's, it's, yeah. I'm not, I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm, I thought, I still would have thought the biggest demographic would have been probably like. 40 to 60 ish maybe yeah you know because they have more disposable income yeah and and more time to travel but i guess to the younger generation because they they don't have kids yet that 21 to 31 (laughs) yet so yeah that that whole 31 to 40 age range is that's where it's a little tricky because those are the ones with kids and they're probably finding like where's the where's the distillery experiences that also have the 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 playpen where we can put the kids for a little bit (laughs) yeah or you're going to be like, honey, I'm going to the bourbon trail four days. What do you think? And she's like, eat shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd love for you to come with me, but there's no room in the car. No, it, yeah. It's only for child care either. No child care. Yeah. It's sort of bourbon daycare. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe that's, maybe that's the next venture we Mint get Mint Julep into. could add it to their, you know, <laughs> drop your, it's like a kid's club for bourbon. <laughs> going on the trail and need something to do with your kids, drop them off the kid's club. <laughs> you got a bouncy house and everything. Yep, got got Nintendo Switch. We got you know activities <laughs> that way they can they can go to the Cooperage and bang some. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. This is they're gonna bang out bunks all day. I like this Bourbon Kids Club. Okay, <laughs> yeah. The the twenty one to thirty I think is kind of surprising because when I was that age, I think that was the last thing on my mind was visiting distilleries. <laughs> but no. then again, I don't really remember. I, I think that's the the realization we all have is that we had no idea what we were doing until we had kids. And so when I think back, I was like, I don't remember doing that. I remember just going to work and then going out on the weekends. I don't remember sitting there saying like, you know, we should go check out this new brewery or check out a distillery. I just don't remember doing anything like that. I didn't have enough money to check out. things. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I just had to sit at home and drink whatever I could scrape together. That was when I was drinking Kentucky Tavern, my friend, Kentucky Tavern yeah. and I didn't have the VOB. I didn't have any money to be bourbon curious. Yeah, very true. Because I had to be bourbon content at home. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, 
we use that? That's a great line. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make a t-shirt out of that one now. Yeah, I could go on for days. All right, we probably should move on. <laughs> All right. Well, this is the quick one. This is the last news article we have here. And that's that Old Forester is launching their inaugural Sleep Easy. It's an immersive whiskey experience on Historic Whiskey Row in downtown Louisville. So from March 1st to April 2nd, consumers nationwide can book a stay in the one-bedroom apartment that draws upon the brand's rich 152-year history and is located adjacent to Old Forester Distillery. The Old Forester Sleep Easy will transport guests to a simpler era with timeless classics including expertly crafted chessboards, vinyl records, memorabilia from the brand's archives, and more. To make reservations between March 1st and April 2nd, bookings will start noon uh, this past Wednesday on February 22nd. Now, each booking does have a little bit of a, a little bit of a bonus here. First, you get a personalized meet and greet with master taster Melissa Rift, and you can get a tour and a tasting at Old Forester Distillery and the rare opportunity to purchase limited edition whiskeys, including the 117 Series, President's Choice, and Birthday Bourbon. Proceeds oh. from the bookings will be donated to the Center for Will Women and Families, which is a nonprofit that helps women and families in Louisville in crisis by providing housing, support, and safety from domestic violence. There is a limit of two people. The apartment has a queen bed that sleeps two, which wouldn't work for me because I can't sleep without a king with me and my wife. And there is a three-night minimum at $500 per night, and guests may book up to five nights. What about a kids club? That's <laughs> uh, that's that's where you take it back to the simpler classic times. They got to go and churn butter. <laughs> that's right. That sounds cool though. It kind of reminds me of uh, the Billy Madison. Remember the field trip they go? Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> or the like Quaker. Butter and stuff. You know, like yeah, they go to the. I guess they're Quakers or like old yeah, pioneer days or whatever. Exactly. They have one of those in Harrodsburg, Kentucky. I remember going on a field trip there. I was like, I can't get out of here fast enough. It was like the most boring day ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Everybody's wearing their bonnets and stuff. <laughs> right. They're, they don't They're break character. Carrying around their fake muskets. <laughs> like, yep. Well, that's that's what it's there. I, I do think this is pretty cool. I know a lot of people have been posting. They're like, well, if you didn't get your birthday bourbon this year, this is the way to do it. And it's like, well... That's a $1,500 birthday bourbon if that's what you want to spend your money on. But yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a cool experience. I think what but they're you get doing to hang out is with cool. Melissa. And yeah, no, I think this is a great, this is a great experience. I think this is, honestly, I think they probably could have charged more. I, when you said five hundred a night, I was like, whoa, that's it. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. going to be like a thousand a night. And I bet you could get Melissa to play chess with you too and listen to <laughs> records. <laughs> that's where the real value comes in. Yep. Just sit there and see if she can start. Letting, letting the story start flying. Yeah. Well, it's crazy. Melissa, you'll find this funny um, if you're listening. Probably not. But we had catalytic converters stolen out of our trucks today. And <laughs> that happened to us on a barrel pick. So it's coming full circle back to me that someone hit our go green. It's not very funny for us because it's expensive and a pain in the ass. But that happened to Melissa at Bullet Experience. Um, we got on a... Yep. Basically a tour bus and the catalytic converters were stolen out of two of their buses. So it happened back to me today. So dealing with that, it's got to love it. Got to love thieves. <sighs> it's it's painful. I, I I remember talking to you this morning and I go, I didn't really know it was that hard to or not hard to steal a catalytic converter. I'm like, what kind of tools do you need? And you go basically just a Sawzall and you just go and run real quick. But I had... If you were to show me, I I I haven't even looked. I haven't even like Google image search this thing. I have no idea what even what a catalytic converter even looks like. So if I look underneath a underneath a car, 
I'll be lost anyway. Yeah, don't send you in to cut them out. (laughs) (laughs) That's the break line. So the the Jefferson Town Police came. They were great, but they deal with this apparently all the time. I didn't, I guess this is, you know, a big problem. And he's like, he's like, yeah, there's these like gangs that come and like just they'll go into town and they find all the spots and they, you know, they're smart. They like run in, they jump over fences, cut them out. He's like, they can, it's like we've seen them on camera. They're so good. They can like have a, catalytic converter cut out in like under two minutes you know like basically cutting each end of the pipe drop it down and they'll just hit like 10 vehicles at a time and it's like it's like man this sounds like a lot of effort it's like why can't they do that in something positive (laughs) not not negative but all right i know we're getting on a tangent here okay you cut off a catalytic converter what's your return i have no idea apparently the there's some kind of pressure platinum or something inside of them i i don't know that you get like couple hundred bucks for but it's like the shady thing is the people buying the damn things because they know yeah they know where it comes in, from they know where it comes from it's like oh you got 30 cal converters weird yeah <laughs> it's not like you just went from the uh the junkyard and did a pick and and got them out of there no it's it's the same exact thing it's just like a pawn shop you know you gotta <laughs> you wish that it was just a little bit more legit that those people would just not accept it because that's that's the reason why people keep doing it. Yep, it's a uh, it's frustrating, but oh well. Well, I'm sure people don't give a shit about my Cadillac converters. All right. Well, if you've back got, to if I get playing chess with Melissa, if you got a spare Cadillac converter for an F150 out there, just hit Ryan up. F250. F250. Sorry, it's these are big yeah. work trucks. That's right. Yeah, which are greatly appreciated. I guess are big Cadillac converters. I have no idea. No, yeah, convert part. a lot of Catholics. And so it was like, I'm looking at this, I'm like, yeah, checking the specs on the rotary girder. That's how it is. Yep. All right, let's take a quick break. Back with some bourbon release news. If you're anything like me, then you can't get enough about bourbon. And that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine. Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon, the farmers who grow the grain the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers inline and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns, from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com bourbon, all lowercase. And go to shopify.com bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today, shopify.com slash bourbon. 
All right, everybody. All my bourbon bunnies, be back with me now. Let's hop, go. hop. <laughs> Hippity hop onto the next liquor barn and specs. Here we go. All right, so Lost Lantern, they're an independent bottler of American whiskey, and they're announcing the release of their ninth single cask collection. And this is the spring 2023, and it features four limited edition single casks, all aged at least seven years from three different distilleries. So the spring 2023 collection will be available for sale March 1st on LostLanternWhiskey.com, Sealbox, and at select retailers in California and Alberta, Canada. As always, offerings are released with full transparency, bottled at cash strength, and non-chill filtered, and have just natural color. So the first is Washington-based Westland. It's a transformative voice in American single malt and a champion behind the emerging terroir of the Pacific Northwest. This release is Lost Lantern's first from Westland, and it was distilled from the distillery's signature five malt recipe. Aged for seven years in a new oak cask, and this is, again, seven years old, 215 bottles, 105.7 proof, and has an SRP of $130. The second cask is also coming from Westland, but shows a different side of the distillery. Like the first, it is made from Westland's signature five malt recipe. It was aged for five years in new oak and then finished for three years in Washington's or Washington Cabernet Sauvignon wine casks. So Westland Distillery American Single Malt Finished in Red Wine Cask is eight years old, 185 bottles and 107 proof with an SRP of $140. Founded in 2010, Watershed is one of the most sought after and beloved distilleries in the Midwest thanks to its meticulous production methods and commitment to local ingredients and innovations with grain. In 2021, Lost Lantern released a five-year-old grain bourbon from Watershed, and this cask is its sibling. While the first was bottled right away, Lost Lantern continued to age this one in Vermont. This is the oldest straight bourbon whiskey Lost Lantern has ever released, and one of the only seven-year-old releases to date from Watershed. So the Watershed Distillery, Ohio straight bourbon whiskey, seven years old. There's only 65 bottles, 132.2 proof, with an SRP of $120. And the Souza family has been growing sweet potatoes in California's Central Valley for over 100 years, and they've been growing rye for just as long as a cover crop. In 2007, David Souza opened Corbin Cash Distillery, named for his son, and began distilling that rye. Their grain-to-glass whiskeys reflect the, both the bounty and warmth of one of the world's greatest agricultural regions. This release was distilled from 100% estate-grown Merced rye, was aged for seven years in heavily charred new oak barrels in the heat of the Central Valley. So Corbin Cash's California straight rye whiskey, seven years old, there's 217 bottles, 128 proof, and another SRP of $120. Poof. All right. That's a lot. That's basically four releases in one right there. It's like, I feel like I'm doing a BTAC lineup. Those are fun. I, I mean, we kind of did this with some Pursuit series, but I'm kind of it's a lot of work. I'm glad we don't do that as much as anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I actually had a chance to meet Adam. Yeah, uh, it's a cool concept for sure. Yeah, um, over gosh, they were in town for the World Whiskey Awards, which we didn't put in the news because I've, sometimes it's just people that only are in the industry, the only ones that really care about it. But you know, there was a bunch of awards that were really given out to different distilleries and stuff like that. And they were in town because they were nominated for uh, an award and we just went and got coffee and just kind of talked and stuff like that. And, and yeah, I mean, they're, they're doing a lot of cool things. So it's very cool to see them taking this and going because they, we, we, me, we, should I say us and them, we all kind of started down this path at the same exact time of trying to figure out like, Oh, do we work with small distilleries? Do we try and, bottle stuff that people don't know about because we can put our stamp of approval on it and it was just funny because we just had 
the same exact war stories going back and forth when we had to talk to a craft distiller and we say, listen, we really like your whiskey. What we want to do is we want to buy a barrel from you. We want to put it in our label. We will tell the tell everybody it is from you. We will charge the same exact SRP, but you don't have to do any of the marketing. You don't have to do any of the bottling. Bottle it. We take care of the taxes. taxes. We take care of everything. And they'll go, well, that barrel's going to cost you $10,000. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> They're like, well, that's what we could get for it if we sold our own bottles. I'm like, you're defeating the entire purpose of what we're trying to do. So we we definitely we're have- We're paying you to market your whiskey. Yeah. So they're they're dealing with the same exact thing, trying to talk to some other craft distillers that are out there. So if you're listening, if you're if you have craft whiskey and it's really good, I'd say talk to these folks at Lost Lantern because they can get it out there and they can get it in front of their audience and they uh, they they choose some good barrels. Yeah, it's it's a smart move. It just makes yeah. sense. Just well, it's because it's been going on in the Scotch world forever, and now that it's starting to make its way to American whiskey, it's just it's just so new. <laughs> but then again, it's it's tough and we've always picked the hard road. It would have been a lot easier for us to just go buy a bunch of MGP 36% barrels and start our own brand. But, you know, we wanted to do the blending route. So we started this. Now we're doing blending. We we choose the difficult route every single time. Yeah, we're idiots. Um, <laughs> but uh, when you were reading about sweet potatoes, I was like, wait a minute. What's he doing? Where is he going with this? <laughs> the sweet potato is going. <laughs> yeah. You never had sweet potato rye whiskey? Yeah, sweet potato rye. That's, I guess that's not a grain, so maybe yeah, a whiskey. But I will say it is my French fry of choice, though. <laughs> Do you like honey or barbecue with it? Or, I mean, I'll be honest. Or the marshmallow I, I, cream I'm sauce. Like, like oh, Village Anchor. I mean, I'm. You go to Thanksgiving. I'm a big sucker for any of the yams and sweet potatoes, and yeah, you you put a bunch of brown sugar and marshmallow on top. I mean, come on. You know who has insane yams? Is Watch Hill proper? They're so good. Really? I don't think I've ever had them. Oh man, I went there like last weekend. I think two weeks. I don't know. Got the yams, and I was like, "These are amazing. <laughs> they're so good, and they're not like drenched in brown sugar and butter. They're just like, like perfectly sweet, perfectly seasoned. It, it, they, they, they're just really good. Oh, hats off to Chef Michael. I guess I got to go over there and check them out now." I'm here for the yams. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you can keep the whiskey. I'm here you to get those check 3, bottles, but I heard about these yams. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our last news story is that this March, Michter's will begin releasing its 10-year Kentucky straight bourbon. So there was no Michter's 10-year bourbon release in 2022. So this will mark the first release of the single barrel whiskey since 2021. In a quote, it says, I thought that the 10-year bourbon we are now releasing was drinking beautifully last year, but our master distiller, Dan McKee, and our master of maturation, Andrew Wilson, told me that with one more year of maturation, it would be extraordinary. That was stated by Michter's president, Joseph J. Macliocco. At Michter's, the goal we strive for is to produce the greatest American whiskey, and we're grateful for all the understanding and patience that our loyal Michter's fans have shown in waiting an additional year for the release of our 10-year bourbon. So Michter's 10-year bourbon has a suggested retail price of $185 per bottle that will be shipped in the United States. I always like these, the 10-year bourbon and the 10-year rye. They're two of my favorite. I want to have Joe back on the show because like, as, there's a lot we can learn now. There's just so much. And like, looking back, there's just so much I respect about Michter's and what they're doing. And, um, you know, it would be cool to have him back on. I, 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 I don't know. Joe, if you're listening. We're good. 
we're, we need to get we need to do this again. We need to do this again. <laughs> we need to figure it out. Yeah, and we actually had a, a good, really good conversation this past week on our recording of this. I uh, should I say I was about to say this week in Bourbon, but behind the pursuit, our other podcast, <laughs> yeah. and we started talking about brands and line extensions and really looking at single barrels. And we look at what everybody else does and how you chase after what whiskey geeks want versus what you do with Michter's does. And they do the exact opposite and they're super successful. So if I, I would say, if you are listening to this, you need to go and check out that episode. So go and look at our other podcast behind the pursuit. And we analyze that particular topic. I think it's, it's yeah. good because it's not, it's not about us. Instead, it's, it's more industry focused. Yeah. We're talking how do brands strategize their their portfolio or their shelf offerings? It's like, and how do you let, do you let consumers dictate it or do you dictate it? And it's, we took, give like a bunch of different examples. So yeah, definitely check that out. It was a good conversation. Just that, that show is just us like thinking out loud and trying to work through all the shenanigans we're doing, starting a bourbon brand. So, I mean, nothing's scripted in whatever we do anymore, but that's even less scripted because it's usually just a brain dump of whatever we're thinking right then and there on whatever the topic is we come up with. Yeah. But Hey, if they send you those 10 year bottles, I want those. <laughs> hey, we've, we've got a 10 year rye here just waiting to get cracked open for a whiskey quickie. So oh, hopefully oh, fingers crossed first. we get, we get the, the 10 year bourbon. We can, we can let everybody know just how good it is too. Yeah, three thumbs up. I'm sure. I, I know, and it no surprise there. It, that's what it's. It's one of those things. I I kind of I like doing the whiskey quickies with them because yes, it gets the views. But at the end of the day, you know you're gonna like it. It's not like you're gonna drink and go, well, you know, this is that better. No, it's always gonna be solid. And and it's one of those things. It's really hard to be very very picky with a lot of those when you're just trying to do a general review. Uh, but that's that's what people want to hear, and we'll keep giving it to you. That's right. Giving the people what they want. Yep. So, yeah, make sure you go check out Behind the Pursuit. Also, go and follow Pursuit Spirits on Instagram. We've been blowing that up with a lot more content recently, and because that's because Ryan is now using that as his home for his social media endeavors. Yep. If you want to see grainy videos and photos, you know, <laughs> out of I'm focus. your guy. <laughs> out of focus, nothing. <laughs> If you see one that looks really good, I didn't take it on Pursuit Spirit. That's Brian, our marketing person. Uh, everything else, that's from me. So I'm trying to make Pursuit Spirits my home uh, of social media life. So come come, come hang out. We'll there have you fun. Go. There you go. Come hang out with them and make sure, you know, of course, I'm running a lot of stuff on the Bourbon Pursuit side, but I know you post a lot of stuff on the story. So we're just yeah. going to keep pushing a bunch of bunch of uh, social we can as much as we can out there i did like brian's uh little reel he did with the oh know, yeah the like I guess so. there's some other there's some there's some good shorts that are going to start coming out with us and some maybe some funny yeah background S noise speaking of what letting what people dictate what you put out <laughs> sure. we're falling trapped to it we're so. yep we're doing we short reels it's uh it's you gotta feed the animal that's what that's, that's right what comes down feed the beast and hopefully the beast is nice back to you well it's milking the cow or no it's feeding the cow and hopefully one day we can milk it but it's got to be your bull <laughs> yeah <laughs> we don't have right. a cow out there i'm pretty sure that's the second tommy boy reference i've thrown in here today yep there you go all right, but that is going to do it for this week in bourbon. Cheers, everybody. We'll see you next week. Doodles. <laughs>